the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Money Monday on The Answer. That means a conversation with Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management. Aptus Wealth located in Lewis Center. 614-917-1040. How you get a hold of them and you get a free consultation and a $25 gift card for your time. You learn more about your money, about managing your wealth. They're retirement specialists. And Josh lends us his perspective every Monday here on The Answer about matters in the market and in the uh, financial sector. So the big news last week, a couple of things. Josh, let's start with the jobs report Three times as many jobs as expected, but less than a half a million overall, and we're still not at the level of employment that we were at prior to the pandemic. You put much stock in the jobs report when it comes out. I mean, it was much better than analysts anticipated. Yeah, I don't put a lot of, I think, you know, our conversations surround uh, around what is going to happen with the market and retirement planning. And, you know, I don't think the jobs report has a, a giant or significant impact uh, long term on what the overall stock market's going to look like, but obviously it has a significant impact on, you know, people's day-to-day lives and how much jobs are available or how many jobs are available and where jobs can be had. But I think, you know, what the jobs report in general does not convey is, you know, how good are those jobs and mm-hmm. have those jobs kept up with inflation, which obviously we've talked a lot of, uh, a lot over the last several weeks about inflation. Um, so sure there's jobs, but the question is, will those jobs support families? Will they, contest with inflation and that that is not in that report that's in uh, other reports no doubt josh pick our guest money monday on the answer listen to the aptus retirement blueprint radio show which josh hosts saturdays 4 p.m here on the answer they're located in lewis center uh, online at aptus aptus aptuswealth.com okay uh as i look at inflation and as i look at that turbulent week last week in the markets would it be fair to say we're just kind of in a holding pattern here waiting to see what the fed does in March, they've sent signals they're going to raise interest rates, which would certainly be historically a way to get inflation under control. Are people just kind of biding their time and maybe nervously acting or reacting until we get uh, a clear idea from Jerome Powell and the Fed of what's going to happen with interest rates? I think that's exactly it. I think there's a lot of companies that are repositioning. You saw it with you know Facebook, for example, last week. Uh, they had a rather tumultuous week, down I think, 26% of the week <laughs> or something like that. Um, and I think you and I talk oftentimes about, does that mean that Facebook is in trouble or it's a bad stock or a bad company? And the answer is probably not. There's these fluctuations that happen when uh, large institutional money managers are looking at the economy and saying, it's time to reposition. Um, or they're forecasting what they believe will be you know, even more turbulent times in the future. And you saw that a lot with Facebook last week. You saw you know, some pretty significant players saying, we had a hell of a year last year with Facebook. Um, it's time to reposition volatility may lay ahead or whatever their metric pointed them towards. And they did a lot of repositioning. And as a result, Facebook took a huge dive. So how would one react if they were you know, doing their own investing to what happened? There's a couple camps. Um, one, you could say that uh, you know, volatility is going to be very significant. That terrifies me. I want to make sure that I maintain some sort of 
of balance and, and not bouncing around near as much or limiting volatility, then you, know, you have to kind of play it close to the vest. But if you were looking at Facebook and saying, man, I really always wanted to own it, well, now's the time to buy it at arguably a 26% discount. I would not suggest that you go and dump all your money in today. I think there's still plenty of time for Facebook to to weather a few more storms, so there's going to be potentially more buying opportunities. But anytime that happens with a stock, you can start looking at how do I ladder into the stock that I wanted anyway at a much more significant discount. But in general, I think the market, you would ask the question, you know, do I think that it's for it, it, we're pointing towards turbulent times in the future? And I think the answer is absolutely yes, and I think the impact that the Fed is going to have over the next six to 12 months will be quite significant, maybe more so than what we're used to in the past. Um, interest rates are very important, and how we handle inflation is very important moving forward. So I think a lot of people are looking towards what the Fed does in March. Josh Pick is our guest, Money Monday, this segment. We do it every Monday, 1230, and Josh is with Aptus Wealth Management. They're located in Lewis Center, 614-917-1040. Their number, you can set up your free consultation online at Aptus, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. They give you a $25 gift card for your time to patronize the local business. You'll learn more about planning for your retirement. It is something that requires purposeful planning. That's what they specialize in at Aptus Wealth Management. And Josh gives uh, additional perspective on the markets and on retirement and on financial planning in his Aptus Retirement Blueprint radio show, Saturdays at 4 p.m. here on The Answer. I was thinking of you last week when I heard these crazy numbers about Mark Zuckerberg, who owns, I guess, 12.5% of Facebook stock. And you always talk about the need for investors to be, you know, calm and not reactive and stuff. And I'm thinking... You're Zuckerberg, and his broker calls him, or maybe whoever calls him and says, hey, uh, we had a 26% drop in stock today, bud. That cost you $32 billion, Josh. That's a bad day at the office. Well, fortunately, he's got you know at least that much, if not multiples of that amount still laying around. Yeah, he's still but got it, $89 you know, we, we billion. Too bad. $89 yeah, billion okay. in Facebook still, but wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> But that volatility does, I mean, if you can imagine, let's say let's take it down to a more realistic scale and say that you had a million dollars and you lost 300000 in one week, um, that's, that, that hurts. That hurts a lot. So, I mean, I think you have to uh, – Ray Dalio just today, if you don't know who Ray Dalio is, Ray Dalio runs Bridgewater Capital, arguably you know, the, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, uh, hedge fund managers out there, incredibly successful track record. Uh, the minimum to invest in his funds is, you know, millions of dollars. Uh, he said that the days of easy money are over. And the days of, of uh, well-allocated investment portfolios, picking the right stocks, focusing on things like what is the actual value of a stock, not just, hey, I saw this on Reddit, let's start swinging for the mm. fences. Um, that's back in vogue now. And I think that the market has the ability to train us, whether we know it's happening or not. It has the ability to, to, to steer us in a direction of fear of missing out. It has an uh, ability to steer us in a direction of just, you know, through hyperbole or just guessing or emotionally saying, well, you know, it dipped a little bit, now's the time, but not actually doing any quantifiable analysis of any individual stock. We've been doing that for so long. Last year, matter of fact, last year, the best investment strategy was every time the market dipped by, mm. it worked every time. That historically is not accurate. Uh, look back at 2008, 2009. Can you imagine if you bought on every dip, you would have just been chasing your tail all the mm-hmm. way to the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? You and I were around then when it finally hit the bottom. And then people finally said, I can't take the pain anymore. They got out. Mm-hmm. They locked in all those losses. Well, what caused them to do that? Emotion. Emotions are a great indicator, but they are not a good planning tool. 
Um, so, you know, you have to be cognizant of your emotion. You have to invest according to what you know you can emotionally handle. But you have to actually do the quantifiable analysis to find out, is this a good investment, and am I comfortable holding it through the turbulent times? And if you don't do that, I think people are going to uh, potentially get pretty hurt in the years coming forward. Well, I think that's why it's so important to have a professional who is in charge of those things or can talk people down off the ledge or can steer them into why you're doing a certain thing. I'm a big believer you have to know why you do something before you do it, because if you just do it emotionally, it's probably going to be a bad decision or you're not going to stick with it as long as you should or you're going to stick with it too long. And those are things that the people at Aptus Wealth Management help you with. Aptus Wealth Management is located in Lewis Center, 614-917-1040, the number, Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, AptusWealth.com. Get with Josh and his staff. The consultation is free, and you'll get a $25 gift card to patronize a local business. You know, we always talk about the market, the market, the market. It's just a collection of a bunch of companies. And, you know, it's difficult to predict the trend of the market, but you really shouldn't think, I guess, so much about the market. Even when the market's down, there's always going to be some company that's a good individual stock. So I wonder, and as things get more complex and as new factors are introduced, inflation, interest rates, all those kinds of things, the way you evaluate a company, how stable is that? Or do you have to be nimble in how you're evaluating companies? Things that you do now maybe differ from things you did five, 10 years ago. Yeah, well, I think a lot of the same analysis applies, uh, but you can't be uh, ignoring of the fact that there are changes happening in our economy all the time. For example, nobody was analyzing Bitcoin 15 years ago mm. because, well, it didn't even exist. So you have to be nimble in the aspect, in the respect that you have to understand that it's constantly changing. Now you have NFTs and you have, you know, Amazon didn't even exist. And what was online marketing 30 years ago? It wasn't a thing. So you have to constantly be evolving. But at the same time, the, the basic principles remain the same. And that is, if you were going to come in and buy my company, for example, you would look at what is the revenues of the company? What is the competitive advantage of the company? Do they have a big moat around them, a barrier to entry that would make it challenging for somebody to compete against them? Um, Do they have cash flows to weather down storms? What is their product? Uh, Are people going to continue to buy it like toilet paper no matter what happens in the economy? And then how many multiples of those earnings am I buying the company for? And if you look back at the late 90s, early 2000s of the dot-com bubble, the answer was, I'm willing to buy it at absolutely any price, no matter what the revenue is, based upon some uh, hypothetical future forecast. So we saw how that turned out, and the bottom fell out. Then you see the investors like Warren Buffett through the same time period, and they say, I'm not going to guess. I'm going to invest based upon all of the things that I just mentioned. What is the, the value of the company, the earnings, et cetera? And I'm willing to buy it at a fair price. And those companies, uh, i.e. Berkshire Hathaway, did very, very well through 2001, 2002. And when the dot-com bubble burst, a lot of people lost 70 80% of their money that were just invested, for example, in the NASDAQ. So those concepts of investing based upon value have not changed. And I think they will become increasingly important again over the next several years as we come off of potentially the biggest growth cycle uh, or the longest bull run in the growth sector specifically – uh, in you know, 100 years over the last 11, 12 years. So uh, tread lightly, be cautious, but certainly don't pull the money out and hide it under the mattress either, or you'll get eroded by inflation. So it's a difficult game over the next couple of years, but one that can be navigated and one that we've seen in the past. 
Make the call to Aptus Wealth Management, 614-917-1040, or set up your free consultation online at Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. Josh Pick joins us every Monday with his perspective on investing, managing your money, and creating wealth for you so that you can retire and do so with peace of mind. You'll get a free consultation with your time. $25 gift card to patronize a local business and listen to Josh's Aptus Retirement Blueprint radio show Saturdays at 4 p.m. here on The Answer. Let's wrap up with this one in terms of we were talking about individual companies. This is not a local company, but there are Kohl's, K-O-H-L-S, department stores all over central Ohio. And I read that there are multiple offers for Kohl's. And I see the term with Kohl's, they're trying to avoid a hostile takeover. What leads to a circumstance where multiple people are bidding on a company that appears to be underperforming? Retail struggled in the pandemic. uh, And it's trying to avoid a hostile takeover. Like, I'm curious, like... If you don't want to sell your company, like, don't sell it. So how do people take it from you if you're not crazy about them taking it? Well, there's a couple of ways that it could happen. It can happen through the purchase of stock or through the purchase of debt, or they're kind of two predominant ways. So let's say that you were a company and you had a lot of debt, and you owed a bunch of different lenders on that debt. A company can come in and buy up all your debt. And if that debt is is a huge hindrance, which most debt is, or let's say an anchor behind the boat, through restructuring, a company can essentially pin you in a corner where they control so much of your debt that they essentially control your monthly cash flows. In other words, and, and this is very oversimplified, but let's say that you um, you had a deal with me where you said, uh, hey, I'm borrowing uh, money from you at a variable interest rate that you can change kind of carte blanche anytime you want. Well, if I know that dollars a month in revenue to pay the debt position and I can just keep on ticking it up, at some point, you're trapped in a corner and you got to say, just take the company and let me out of it mm-hmm. because I can't afford my debt position. Similarly, I can start buying up chunks of stock. And if I end up controlling a huge interest in the stock, I get on the board, I end up controlling, potentially controlling the board, or I end up taking over the company in general. Ultimately, what's happening and why one would want to do that is they understand that once a company gets through this storm or through restructuring once they get in or economies of scale by blending it with other companies that the institution already owns, that if they can just take controlling interest of this company, they can turn around and make it profitably, profitable very, very quickly. And the way they can do that is hostily or against the will of the people who currently own it, uh, go in and, and take control. Um, and it's a it's an unfortunate scenario. You know, we used to call them corporate raiders, or um, you know, mergers and acquisitions uh, has elements of this. But you know, in, in terrible times, it happens uh, unfortunately very often. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But obviously, the person it's happening to is not real happy about it at the time. Yeah, no doubt. Well, it's certainly happening to Coles right now. Josh Pick and the Aptus. Wealth team, always on top of everything regarding your money, regarding managing your wealth and getting you ready for retirement. Get your free consultation. Find out what they can do for you. Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. Their number is 614-917-1040, and they're conveniently located in Lewis Center. Josh, thanks for your time. Next week, we'll catch you on Tuesday as there's a commitment that precludes us from getting together Monday, but it's always great to have you, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks, Bruce. Always a pleasure. We talk a lot on the program about how to stand for truth. Templates to do so are always useful. I want to play you two minutes of sound from a Virginia House of Commons elected official. His name is Nick Freitas. Nick provides the template on how to say 
what you mean, mean what you say, and do it with um, energy, passion. And if you can do it like this, you'll do it very well. The moment someone actually stands up and says, wait a second, no, I'm not going to accept that. If you want to debate me on the merits of our particular policies, I am happy to have that discussion. But the moment you claim, with no evidence other than we don't agree on a particular policy position, the moment you claim that that makes us racist or sexist or bigoted, Mr. Speaker, I've got news. This was tried during the election cycle. You had a lot of parents coming to their local elected officials asking questions about what was going on in their schools. And the initial response was, oh, it's not there. And then when they saw evidence that it was, based off of what their kids were coming home and saying to them, and they went back and reissued the concern, then they got told, oh, well, then you must be a racist. Because that has been the repeated narrative coming from certain members of the other side of the aisle. And there's been a lot of times where we've sat here politely and just took it. Mr. Speaker, not this time. I'm tired of it. My constituents are tired of it. Because when these claims are made, they're not just made against Governor Yunkin. They're not just made against us. They're made in part against the people that elected to send us here. And I don't know a single person in this chamber that I would define as racist or sexist or bigoted. We have very different ideas about how to get to particular end states where all Virginians can be happy, healthy, prosperous, and free. But just... So I'm very clear. Will I be nice this session? I would certainly like to be, but I'm not about to sit here and listen to that, Mr. Speaker. And then go home to my constituents and have them ask me, why didn't you stand up and defend us? So let's have a robust policy. But if you're going to question the faith of the intentions of anybody that happens to disagree with you on policy, then you don't get to lecture us on compassion, tolerance, or an open debate. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. That is well said. And that is your template. You go to Dublin school board meetings, Hilliard school board meetings, Olentangy school board meetings, and you speak Upper Arlington. You let them know what you stand for and that you won't stand for what they're trying to ram down the throats of your kids. You do have a right to police the curriculum. You do have a right to take your kids out of school if you think they're being indoctrinated, not instructed. Thursday night, 6.17 p.m., there will be a group of patriots at the Olentangy School Board meeting mimicking the behavior of the Canadian trucker convoy, honking their horns for two minutes as a way to say to the Olentangy board, which is horribly misguided, we are here, we are watching, we are paying attention, and we are shining the light on the darkness that you would like to bring to our district. We're not going to stand for it. That is a peaceful, eloquent, passionate way to stand for truth. Now, I wish this wasn't true. More police officers were intentionally killed in 2021 during the first year of Joe Biden's presidency and has happened in our country since 1995. The Heartland Institute reports that in 95, 74 officers were intentionally killed. Uh, this past year, there was an increase of 58% over the previous year. 
73 law enforcement officers feloniously killed compared to 46 in 2020. So we have to go all the way back to 1995 to have a year where more were killed and it was one more. 74, 73 this past year. Number of law enforcement officers ambushed. 32 feloniously killed in an ambush or an unprovoked attack. 32 compared to 10 in 2020 and 7 in 2019. A threefold increase. We have cultivated an anti-police attitude in our country. So pray for the first responders and officers and firefighters and everyone out there. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.